If we are being glorified with Christ to rule and reign and judge with Him, and then we have to go to a pagan court to get justice from our brother, he said, find, find some less intelligent brother and make him the judge. That would be better than an unbeliever. I think he's trying to kind of, you know, say, this is just an outrage. Let the insignificant decide what's insignificant. And he says that I say this to your shame, verse 55. In this case, he is writing shame. It is a shame. And his questions were meant to shame them into seeing their real, real condition and to humble their pride. If they're so wise, he says, is there not among you one wise man? You don't have one that can, that can decide these disputes? I mean, surely there's one. <laughs> Again, you see how he's really humbling them? And uh, I think that gives a practical standard. If there was a case among two brothers in Christ, some dispute that they could not resolve. It seems to me that the biblical procedure would be the, for the two to agree on some brother they both respected and let him decide the question. Maybe one of the elders in the congregation or something like that. Seems to me like that's the procedure. Although, he says in verse 7, actually that it's already a defeat for you. That you have lawsuits with one another. <laughs> I think he's saying, before we come to the question of where should the case be tried, there really shouldn't be a case. I mean, the fact that you are so concerned to preserve your rights and you're unwilling to suffer wrong is already a defeat. He says, why not rather be wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? Instead of that, you're trying to wrong and defraud your brother. You know, there is this attitude that it's sort of a virtue to not let anybody run over you. And, and uh, sort of a virtue to resent any injuries and make them pay. No, nobody's going to mess with me. I'll let him, I'll, I'll sure show you that. He says it's better to suffer wrong, it's better to be cheated, than to tarnish the reputation of the gospel before an unbelieving world and to wrong another believer. We need to quit worrying so much about our rights and about making sure nobody does any injustice against us what if Jesus had come and been concerned about his rights? What if he had not tolerated anybody messing with him? Well, we wouldn't have been saved, that's for sure. He's our example. You remember what Peter said in 1 Peter 2 about meekly enduring cruel masters using Jesus' meek endurance at the cross as an illustration. We've got to quit thinking about our rights. Humbling ourselves. Treating our brothers well. So the better thing, well, maybe I should put it this way. He says two things. Christian cases should be tried by Christian courts. 
and there shouldn't be any cases. That's really the way you say it. You know, if you're going to have a case, definitely have a Christian decide it. But really, it would be better if you just didn't have such sensitivity to feeling every hurt and slot. Thoughts and comments about this going to law business and uh, things through verse 8. Kyle. It reminds me a little bit, not really the law per se, but the uh, prodigal son, the older brother, who thought that life was fair. It was uh, kind of put out by the fact that the younger brother had come back and the father killed the fat back and so forth and the party. And it was really, I think, the older brother looking for his rights that would suffer the most. I mean, he was the one who didn't get to enjoy the party, and he was the one who was really, you know, put out by the police, I guess. Yeah, great point. I agree. Yes. I knew there was a uh, historical document that was um, discovered that was around the time um, of the first uh, first century church, and it was discovered, um, it was written by a pagan, and he talked about how he marveled at the idea that uh, Christians were treating their own pagan neighbors better than the pagans did themselves. Now here, we've got brethren who don't even like each other, and they're dragging each other apart. You know, so you can only imagine just not just the fact that they're you know wasting time suing each other and not spreading the gospel, and yet their their reputation is suffering in the eyes of unbelievers as well. Yeah, we talk about airing your dirty laundry or something like that. Exactly. Yes. Um, obviously, in this passage, the concern between the brethren was not. Um, of spiritual nature. It was about the physical losses that they were suffering from business and things like that. But um, in in that wrongdoing towards one another, there was also an element of which the person, one of the Christians was trying to swindle the other. And so as much as we need to accept those losses and not be bitter about the physical loss, how do you balance that against the need to help your brother recognize the position that they're in with God? If, if they're sinning against you, they're also sinning against God. And that, that needs to be righted so that they can be in a good relationship with God. I think it all depends on your heart and motive and what you're trying to accomplish. We do want brethren to do well spiritually. So we would try to bring them to repentance, even if they wrong us, uh, because they are in the wrong, but not from the standpoint of seeking our rights or proving nobody can mess with me or whatever. This is not saying we'd be totally passive if we see that as being a spiritual threat to them. I agree with that. Somebody characterized Paul's words in verses 2 through 5 this way. Here you have people that are destined to be Supreme Court justices, but they aren't even capable of judging the traffic court. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, somebody had their hand up. Yeah, uh, what about um, things such as criminal cases? If there's a brother who's involved with, or a sister who's involved in like some kind of child abuse or things like that that uh, you know the law would require certain time or, or whatever time would Well, perhaps in some cases we first ought to discipline them by first Corinthians five says, and then they become to us as a tax collector, tax collector gentile from Matthew eighteen. And I think at that point it would be appropriate to sue them. This clearly is not talking about something criminal, talking about hurts and slights and perhaps financial transactions or whatever. Certainly I don't think this means that uh, there could be legal 
uh, things that needed to be done. But this is talking about suing somebody because they did trick the line. Yes, the Monica. Well, often, so often we can be offended or, or feel like somebody said something wrong against us, and in reality, we're not looking at it from that person's perspective. It may be an unintentional slight or an unintentional something. That if you just let it go, it's really, you know, it's for the best, and that person doesn't really have anything they need to correct. It's really, if I could just overlook something, then I can just make peace and... Yes, there's definitely things to overlook. Ecclesiastes 7 says, you yourself have cursed your master a few times. You know, don't take everything too seriously. There's a time that we see there's a real spiritual problem that needs to be addressed. There's plenty of times when we just need to forget about it. It's not that big a deal. We don't need to be too sensitive. Yes? Um, in this context of addressing uh, sins, uh, as I can chapter 5 here, one thing that we need to, as individuals and Christians, is to be willing for people to come and talk to us and help us see our flaws and see our faults. We can have people that our brethren are comfortable to approach and discuss these things with and to encourage that conversation. Good point. Exactly. We ought to be approachable and people that others could come to and, and, and challenge and, and deal with whatever you know, things bothered them or whatever. Exactly. I agree. Very good thoughts. Good comments. Okay. Um, we're going to shift gears here a minute. In a moment, we're going to eat. But before that, I need to do a little housekeeping thing. Um,